Happy New Year, friend. I cannot believe we are already in 2023 now. That's crazy. It feels like the end of the year has just been building for such a long time. And now we've made we've made it to the new year. Um, I'm so excited for everything I'm going to get done this year. And I hope you're excited for everything you're going to get done this year, too. Now, I have to start this year with an apology. Because many months ago, uh, we hit 500 downloads on this podcast. And if you're in my Facebook group, you will know that I said we were going to do a big celebration for hitting 500 downloads. And me and my mom brain, I forgot. <laughs> I said that we were going to do a big celebration and then I totally forgot about it. So I thought this would be a great time to have that celebration. We're going to have a celebration the first week of the new year. And we're not celebrating 500 downloads. We are celebrating 1,000 downloads. So that's even more exciting. And just thank you so much for listening to um, sharing and reviewing and doing all of these things for this podcast because it would not be here without you. So I'm just so grateful to, to you for listening and coming along this journey with me. So we're going to have a bit of a party to celebrate and for me to say thank you for listening and coming along and helping me get to that first thousand because that's such, a f that's such an incredible milestone. So here's what we're going to do. Um, I have a bunch of prizes that I want to give away. I've got a bunch of gifts and I'm excited to share them with you. Um, but like you got to attend the party to get the gifts, right? So that's how this is going to work. So what you, what you need to do is I want you to share about this podcast um, to be entered to get these prizes. Um, either leave a review if you have not left a review. Um, if you've done that already, totally fine. You can still participate. So if you've not left a review, I want you to go to Apple Podcasts and write a review. The link is in the description to go do that. Um, or if you're already listening on Apple, just go leave a review. And I want you to screenshot it and then come to either my Facebook group, come to my Facebook group and share that screenshot. My Facebook group is Authentic Christian Entrepreneurs. The link is also in the show notes, so you don't need to remember. You can just go click on the link. So go to the Facebook group and share your screenshot of your review. If you have already left a review, that is totally fine. What I want you to do instead is just make a post or share about this podcast. So you can make a post in the Facebook group about the podcast. You can make a post on your own socials or your own Facebook page or in a different Facebook group. Um, if you don't post directly in the group, again, just screenshot it and share that screenshot into the group. So posting in the Facebook group with the hashtag 1000 downloads so that I can find your entry and make sure that you get entered to win. You can enter every day this whole week between now and the end of the week. So between now and Sunday, seven days, you have you can enter seven times. So every single day you can share a new thing. So you could leave a review one day. You could make a post another day. You could screenshot a message to a friend another day. Um, any way that you share it that's new, take a screenshot, share it in the Facebook group with that hashtag 1000 downloads and you will get an entry to win. Now, what is it that you're going to win? I can hear you asking. Well, I have three prizes <laughs> that you can win. We're going big, not just one prize. I have three different prizes that, that you can enter to win. So here's what you might win. You could win a 30-minute coaching session with me, 30 minutes on Zoom where we just get to put our heads together and help you with a different, an aspect of your messaging, whether that's a sales page, your content, your, your brand voice, whatever it is, 30 minutes of my help um, in your business. You could win a workshop pass. You've heard me talking about that for the past few weeks. I told you there were going to be no more available as of January, but I have one left to give away in this giveaway. So that is going to be free access to every single workshop that I run throughout the year. That's worth 
um, $150. So that's a, a huge prize. I'm so excited to give that to someone and have you come along to these workshops. The third prize, this is the biggest one that I'm most excited about. I am starting a new program later in this month in January called Affirm Foundation. And this is going to help get the foundational parts of your business really solidified, the things that are preventing you from being able to make money. Um, and once you get these things in place and working for you and you are in love with these things, that's when you're going to start seeing traction and momentum in your business. That's when people are going to start coming to you, are going to start seeing you as the expert, as the authority, as the someone that can help them with their problem. So I'm going to help you get all of those four things. There's four core things that you need to have sorted out. And that's what my program is going to be. Now, the third prize here is 50% off of joining that program. So that's $350 that you're going to save um, on that program. That is a huge, huge savings. Um, $350 Canadian dollars, by the way. So these are all Canadian dollars because we live in the North, not in the US. <laughs> so it's still a huge savings either way. Um, and I want to give that away to someone. So come to the Facebook group, hang out, celebrate with me this week, share the podcast, join the party. Um, I cannot wait to just have a really fun time celebrating in this new year with you. Okay, all of that celebratory stuff out of the way. The first episode of the new year, what are we talking about? Well, I have an amazing guest on today called Jeremy and you, I'm sure you may have seen him around. He's been in my Facebook group a little bit. He is a really, really good friend and um, he's going to be sharing a lot of wisdom about growing a purposeful business. So his um, business is called Purpose Beyond Profit. It's all about helping businesses grow brands that love people, that um, are in true alignment to the purpose that they have been called to in their life and in their business. And um, it's really, really beautiful. And um, yeah, he's on here to share um, five steps to growing that business in alignment with the purpose. And it was a, a fantastic conversation. I learned so much from him. So um, yeah, I'm so excited to bring this to you. So let's let's have a great time in this new year and start off by making sure that our businesses are in complete alignment with the purpose that God has for us. Are you trying to make money online, but just feel like you're spinning your wheels? Maybe you followed all the sales strategies out there, but none of them felt good to you. So you end up right back where you started, trying to build momentum in your business. <laughs> I've been there, done that, and now I'm here to help you through it. I'm Sarah, copywriter, storyteller, and writing coach to Christian women entrepreneurs. I spent the first two years of my business trying to show up in all the places and do everything everyone else told me to. But when I looked back, I noticed that the thing which actually got me clients was showing up as myself, sharing my thoughts, my mission, and my story. It was using the skills God blessed me with. I realized that sales doesn't have to feel gross. I could create a business filled with peace and excitement that felt like my business. There's no one right way to sell yourself. There's just what God calls you to. It's time to raise your voice and stop letting the world tell you how to run your business. You get to create a marketing strategy that feels great and brings home the cash. Join me as we dive into authentic communication, easy copywriting, and marketing strategies that are God-led and in total alignment with your values. So grab a coffee and let's get started.
Well, welcome to the podcast, Jeremy. I'm so happy to have you here. It's just, I'm so excited to have this conversation. I am so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. Yeah, no worries. So I'd love to just start before we get into this conversation by just you sharing a little bit about who you are, what you, what you currently do, all of that fun stuff. Sure. So I'm the founder of Purpose Beyond Profit. Um, this is a newer company that I started in early 2022, about January, February this year. Um, and I grew up doing marketing from like 12 years old. My dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, I didn't play many video games growing up. I would stay up late past my bedtime, just learn marketing tactics and try oh side business hustles and all other kinds of things and just really developed a passion for entrepreneurship. I really saw in my dad, the way that he ran his businesses were very different than what I saw in the world. And that was very attractive to me. And so I spent a lot of time um, doing internships and things like that as I grew up. And then I went to Southeastern University uh, in Lakeland, Florida, which is where I live now, and got my business management degree as kind of a backup plan because I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I got a degree as kind of this backup safety net. Mm. And, um, and as soon as I graduated, I, I said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to start this business. And so I started a marketing agency and just fell flat on my face. Uh, it took me like four months to land my first client. I had all this book knowledge, you know, that I learned from school and sat in a classroom. And I was working on this co-working space and I was just watching, you know, entrepreneurs be successful in their business. And I was like, I'm not getting it. Like, this is not no. working. Clients <laughs> would just land in my life. Like, I'm a marketing agency doing marketing for other businesses and can't market myself. And so the apologies I'm setting, you know, it's just a disaster. And so um with the grace of God, eventually I'm just slowly building, you know, figuring out these business systems and, you know, how to be a business owner. Uh, learned a lot from some great mentors and uh, eventually scaled my marketing agency into um, a six-figure mar marketing agency. And that was something that was, um, became a financial metric for me. Uh, mm -hmm. I always wanted to make six figures because that's what everybody said, like, you're successful, yeah. make six figures. And, um, and so... I, you know, surpassed my financial goals and really became very focused on being profit-centered. And mm -hmm. in my marketing uh, for myself, but also I was actually teaching other businesses in their marketing to be profit-centered. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I, I really felt like God was calling me into the marketing industry to bring truth and love to the marketing industry, a historically pretty dark place. Yeah. And so I'm really excited about that. But I just, I drifted into being like everybody else, just chasing the next dollar. Um, and I had never felt more unsatisfied and, and unfulfilled in my work um, than in my most profitable months. And it just was a tangible experience for me that I had to learn the hard way that money doesn't satisfy human souls. I just yeah. satisfy mine and it's not where fulfillment comes from. And so Purpose Beyond Profit was birthed out of that pain of just taking several months off my business. I had a team that was running the operations of my business and I, you know, obtained the financial and, and time freedom that everybody loves in entrepreneurship or, or aims for in entrepreneurship. Took several months off and just really got clear on what God was calling me to do in my business and what my real mission was. Like, why was I in business? What did I want to accomplish? Um, because I found that it's it's really hard to get other people excited about making you money. It's really hard to get other people on yeah. board and on your mission if your mission is simply just about you. 
Um, and so I started thinking bigger than just myself. And um, yeah, Purpose to Profit was born from that. We help entrepreneurs grow profitable brands that love people. And so using business as a tool to love people rather than using people as a tool to love business or profit. Wow. I love that. And it's such a, you're, every time I hear you talk about your journey, it just kind of gives me the fear because like, I can't imagine anything scarier than like having the, having this financial security, having all these things that you've worked up to accomplish. And then just saying, I quit, I'm going to start mm-hmm. over, start from scratch, back to zero. Like, what was that process like for you? <laughs> You know, it's, it's interesting when I share this story, so many people's response to it is, oh, wow, how courageous of you. And I think it's, it's more of, it's actually all God's grace in that he has set up the world in such a way where money doesn't satisfy us. Mm-hmm. And I think if God set up the world in a way where money actually did satisfy me and I was filled and motivated and aligned in that and just chasing money, I think I would still be chasing money to this day. And so it's, yeah. it, it's God's grace that he set up the world in such a way that only he satisfies because he's the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, yeah, all the things that we think that we want, um, you know, it just leaves us on the hamster wheel. And that's how I felt. I was just so burnt out. It was honestly a relief, even though starting from scratch was scary in the sense of financially going from you know, my most profitable months back to zero. Um, yeah, it was, it's definitely like, that's not easy. It's a massive pivot. Um, there is a lot of freight in that, in that process. Um, but at the same time, just the overwhelming piece of doing what I knew I was supposed to be doing and feeling aligned with that, you can't mm. put a dollar amount on the. Um, no. And that's, and it, that's the thing that really like, can motivate you to keep going through those moments where you're not quite sure how things are going to work out and you're not sure if it's the right direction or if there's, you know, one more step until you see that breakthrough or 10 more steps until you see that breakthrough. Like it's that like connection, especially for me as well, like that connection to knowing that this is the right direction that God wants. And even if it's one step, two steps, you know, 15 steps before that, we see that kind of return. We know that we're going in that right path and it's, it's a way to kind of just keep your keep you in the right perspective as as you're kind of saying, like focusing on the things that are actually fulfilling and satisfying and not allowing like the bills and the and the money to distract us from what we really need to be doing with our lives. Yeah. It it completely changes the level of contentment and the level of satisfaction that you have in your business because if you create a mission, like my new mission now is to grow powerful brands that love people. I'm never going to win loving people and I, there's no leaderboard in life for who yeah. loves people the best but there yeah. is, it's like but there is a way for me to be successful in loving people and to align myself to that on a day-to-day basis whereas if i had made the entire mission of my business to make six figures you're positioning yourself to be a failure until you hit that goal and then mm. once you hit that goal you find that it's not actually bringing the satisfaction that you told yourself that it would or that the world told you that it would. And so you increase that bar and it goes back to the hamster wheel of just you continually running and running and running and then never feeling satisfied in your work. And so I think it's so important for entrepreneurs to find a mission that you can align yourself to on a day-to-day basis that you can love 
the process and the way that you're growing your business mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis that you don't have this um, this mission that's so one-dimensional that's just this one milestone that you can hit um, because you want to find something that that's going to keep you motivated and keep you aligned, keep you content and fulfilled on a day-to-day basis. Um, that's the biggest change that happened for me. And it's it's been so profound in my business, but also just in my life in general. Mm. I, lo- I love what you said there about um, like feeling like a failure until you reach that goal. Because if you choose that mission that you can you can be successful at every day, if that mission is to love people, it's like, well, did I love someone today? Yes, then I've been successful. And mm-hmm. then whatever that looks like for our business, like because it's not always going to be that same mission, but whatever that right. mission is for us. Can we can we turn it into something that we can be successful at every day or even yeah. every week, even if it's not every day? Some of us don't work on our businesses every single day. Right. But like on that shorter time frame, like rather than it just being this big looming goal in the future that we we may or may not ever actually reach. And it, it's right. It's a really interesting way of looking at it. I love that. <laughs> so good. So. Um, so I'd love to ask, so because part of your whole thing then is that you've got this mission to love people and you've created this new kind of framework essentially to guide your, yourself as you were going through business and to take other people. So I would love to get into that so that people can work out how to like do this for themselves and build this a business for themselves that has that that mission at the core of it that is purposeful and isn't just about paying the bills, just isn't just about the next money goal. So I'd love for you to take us through that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I run into when I tell my story and and talk about purpose beyond profit is people think that you have to pick between being purposeful and being profitable. And I actually believed this myself um, early on. I thought that if you wanted to be purposeful, you were either going to be a nonprofit um, business or you're going to be a for-profit business and you just work, you're going to have to send a lot of money you weren't going to make much and it wasn't sustainable or you could go the profitable route and you have to do the quote-unquote necessary evils of marketing and um and unfortunately like that's kind of we kind of create this false dichotomy of which one do you want and yeah. what nonprofit is all about it's it's creating a framework for being both purposeful and profitable because mm-hmm. profit isn't bad it's a powerful tool it's an essential ingredient to running a sustainable business that has a great mission um and so it's something that we have to make sure that we are putting systems in place um where we're sustainably profitable so that the mission can continue because if we're not making money our mission just isn't possible Um, yeah Yeah, that's such a good reminder because i think especially as christian entrepreneurs i feel like we 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 struggle with this a little bit more than a lot of other people as well um, like where there's this fear of making money or this like, what what do I have to give up in order to be profitable? Or, you know, yeah. like you're saying, you're making that decision, but you absolutely don't need to. That's the whole point of like my one of my big missions as well as I'm helping people with like their copywriting and their marketing is to help see that you don't have to sacrifice one or the other. So I love that. Like that's your big focus too. It's such a good reminder. So thank you for, thank you for bringing that up. It's a great yeah. thing to remind us of. And you don't have to sacrifice yourself feeling out of alignment, doing mm-hmm. things that you feel are spammy or sleazy or unethical or, or illegal. Um, you yeah. can do, there's a way to do marketing that is genuinely loving to people. And I find very yeah. interesting is corporate culture has caught on to this idea that it's profitable to love people. We, I mean, it's all over 
of the values of corporations hung up on walls, mm-hmm. whether it's here or not, uh, is a different story. Um, it, you know, whether or not the customer is actually valued and loved is a different story, but it's going to be on the website of most corporate brands that you see. And so there's, there's this general con- uh, uh, conception that that being loving in business is helpful from a financial standpoint, but when mm-hmm. it actually comes down to it and you have to put your money where your mouth is, there's this fear of, okay, is it really? Like, is this really the way, the way that God set up the world? Is it really good to be loving to the people? Is it good for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, but all these frameworks um, that we're going to go through um, is all about the alignment of being purposeful and being profitable and mm-hmm. um, five steps specifically. Um, and the first one we kind of touched on a little bit is mission clarity. It's be, it's basically the idea that before we can take tangible action and show the outside world what our business is through marketing, we need to first have inward clarity on what our actual mission is. And so like I shared with you before about having a mission that's bigger than you, take some introspection to understand what your strengths and what your skill sets are with the knowledge that you have. Um, who you're passionate about serving. So I think at the end of the day, business is all about helping people overcome painful problems. And so you have to be clear on what problem you're helping people overcome. So I think most entrepreneurs, they go to the street corner with their metaphorical mega- megaphones and they just start screaming out solutions um, that nobody necessarily asks for. People aren't passionate about solutions. They're passionate about overcoming the yeah. problem that they can't see past right now in this moment. And so it's yep. about reaching people where they're at in their problem, meeting them there, and then walking them through there in, in steps two through five. Then it's about joining them in that journey and walking them through towards the desired results that they want to see in their lives. Um, so mission clarity is that inward clarity piece of basically where the intersection of your life purpose, your knowledge and skill sets, and people you have a passion or empathy to serve. It's positioning your business mission at the center of those three things. Yeah. And finding, like you're saying, that connection with people can be really tricky. Like this is one of the main things that I end up helping people with from a copywriting perspective is like how to actually be able to connect with people. Because like you're saying, and I love the way that you say it, that people don't want solutions. They want to avoid problems. And I feel like that's such an important thing for people to understand when it comes to them trying to figure out how to connect with those people is like you have all these great solutions and that's that's wonderful. But if that's if you can't tangibly connect that to what people are really struggling with in that moment, it's not going to go anywhere. You're going to have a real problem like trying to sell people on that solution if they don't understand how it's going to help them. So I love the way that you put that. That's such a it's such an easy way to think about it. Yeah. And, and as Christians, we understand this at a deeper level of understanding that the world is set up in a place where we are designed for redemption and redemption the message of redemption starts with the problem it starts with yeah the whole reason we need redemption is because there's a huge problem yes and so it's about meeting people there just like christ met us there you know while we were sinners christ died for us like christ coming to earth and so that's that's the message of redemption and that kind of leads into step two of my frameworks it's called redemptive content it's meeting people on their problems and then showing them a way out showing them a path from their problem to the solution and what that looks like and, and giving people um, this picture of what it looks like. And then um, typically it, it offering uh, some sort of call to action of saying, okay, this is the way out. Here's the first step 
for you. Here's the next step in your journey. Because everybody's on a journey of yeah. walking away from their problem to their solution. Um, and so it's it's challenging people to take that next step. Um, so redemptive content is kind of broken down into um, storytelling, which I know, Sarah, you talk a lot about. Because stories yeah. I mean, yeah. are so powerful. Third of they Jesus' are. teachings are, are parables. And so... Um, it's how we interpret the world. One story is so much more powerful than a thousand statistics. And so it's finding the stories that meet people in the problems, that relate to people in their problem, that mm-hmm. show tangible actions, that show them the solution away from the problem, that show them the outcome, and then, and then draw them to take that first step. Um, and then the, the second uh, uh, redemptive content um, asset that we teach is something I call valuable resources. And so another way that we can build the belief of our audience that a solution is possible, another way that we can encourage our audience to start taking steps in the right direction is actually creating many experiences for them. So they can kind of taste and see for themselves that this solution is actually good for them. And so it's creating, you know, one of the first valuable resources I created, um, even before I launched my group coaching and and all the products and services that I have, the very first thing that I created was an assessment that basically is 25 questions and it would ask people very specific, um, very vulnerable questions about where they were in their business. And at the end, it gives an assessment of basically how well their business is positioned to love people and grow. And Mm. those two things together. And what that does is it gives them a, a mini experience of clarity in their business. It yeah. gives them an accurate snapshot of where they are in their purpose beyond profit journey. Um, so that, because I think that again, the first step towards action is first having clarity. And so um, I'm giving someone that, that little taste of what this is like, of what clarity is like, of what aligned action is going to look like. Um, and again, it just kind of takes them to the next step in their journey closer to the desired result. Um, mm-hmm. And so I position my products and services as the same way. I want to position my products and services in such a way that it's going to be just another step for them towards their desired result. Um, so that's how we position all of our content um, in Purpose Beyond Profits. Again, it's first step one, having that clarity of what the mission is, and then it's articulating the mission through stories and valuable resources. Yeah. And making making sure that all of that content and those resources are in complete alignment to the mission that you have, because there's a lot of people out there that want to create free, free things to kind of capture people in. But if it's not actually related to the things that you can help people with or not related to the things that they are really struggling with, then yeah. it's also not going to it's not going to work. It's not going to have that same like connection and successful. So making sure, like you're saying, that it is all completely aligned to that purpose that you have. I think in one of our conversations that we had previously, you had said something to me, which I just, I really love. And I just want to bring it back up. I think you'd said, I can't remember the exact wording, but you'd said like every time you're making a decision or doing something in your business, you're asking yourself if it comes back to that core mission that you have. And I feel like that's very appropriate for just this conversation around like, is every piece of content related to that mission in some way, every resource that you create related to that mission? Because if not, then you have to question if it's worth doing or not. Right. One of the things that we do mission clarity is we, once we have clarity on what that one-sentence mission statement is. So for example, mine was to grow profitable brand, help entrepreneurs grow profitable brands that love people. One of the first things we do after that, actually the very next thing we do 
is we break that mission statement down or that desired result in the mission statement. So the desired result for the entrepreneurs, people in my target audience is they want to grow a profitable brand that loves people. And so the next question that I ask myself is what necessarily has to happen objectively with or without me? What does someone have to do to grow a profitable brand that loves people? Typically, there's about four to six action steps um, for any business, regardless of what industry you're in. There's four to six things have to happen for your target audience to get that desired result. And so for mine, no, the number one thing is they have to align their business to love people. And the number two action step is they have to tell their story. Because I believe that your story is a beacon of hope and change to the people you're serving. Um, the number three is you have to build meaningful relationships. Um, number four is you have to leverage sales systems. Number five is you have to uh, lead a team. You have to empower other people to help you accomplish your mission. And so those are kind of like, uh, I think I just listed five action steps right there. And they're very objective. It's aligning my mission statement to truth, not to my brand. So, mm. so there's, a, there's a chronological way of doing that in a sense. I'm not trying to persuade anyone yet in mission clarity. I'm just trying to get clear on what is truthful objectively yeah. first so that when I am creating my content and when I am building out my products and services and when I am designing my community, I'm making sure that everything that I'm doing is aligning with those action steps and mm -hmm. is aligning with the beliefs behind those action steps. So you heard me say one of the action steps was to tell your story and behind every action is belief. So for those of you, obviously you won't be able to see me because this is a podcast, but I'm sitting in a, in a chair right now and that's an action that I took. I sat down in this chair, but in order for me to sit in this chair, first had to believe that this chair would hold me up. Yeah. So every action that I take in my business is a testimony to the belief behind it. And so if I can get clear, not just on what action steps my target audience has to take, but what beliefs they have to believe in order to take those actions, mm -hmm. so I can meet them at a belief level. And then I can make sure that all of my content and everything that I do in my business is aligned with those beliefs. That's how you create objective alignment in your business. You get clarity first and then you align everything in your business to that. That's really great. That's just, there's so much information in there. Like, I feel like I'm going to come back and just like take notes on that because it's, there's, it's so good. I love that. Just taking it that level down to the belief level. That's really very profound, but also so simple as well. It's like, right. My, I just don't have words. Right. Okay. So my brain is just like, whoa. Um, okay, so step number three. So we've talked about step one and two very thoroughly. What's the next step in your journey yeah. with people? So, so step three is what you'll find after sharing redemptive content with your audience is you're going to find people who not just believe in what you do, they're going to start to believe in why you're doing it. Because you're sharing content that's sharing the mission. And again, it's a mission that's bigger than you. So like I was sharing earlier in my story, when, I, when my mission was just to make six figures for myself, people can't get, weren't getting excited about that. That's not something people are going to rally about and tell their friends about, oh my gosh, I found this guy who wants money for himself, right? Yeah. Um, so what you find is when you sh share redemptive content is you're actually starting to build a community of people who believe in your why with you. They mm. find themselves a part of that why because it's a mission that includes them. And so what I like to do is I use two relationship building systems, two ways of hosting community. I think one of the most profound ways 
right now that's available in the marketplace is Facebook groups. Yeah. You know, Sarah, that you have one. I think that's probably how we met. Was I think through it was, yeah. Our redemptive content, probably through our communities. Yeah. Uh, which is really awesome. And it's really great. And you, you've built an amazing community of people, again, who are excited about your mission that includes them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think, you know, over time, tactics change, platforms change, trends come and go. But the principle of every community being united by belief, that's never going to change. I mean, even when you look at Christianity as a whole, mm-hmm. for thousands and thousands of years, Christians are united under one singular common belief. And it's that Jesus is God. Right. Yeah. So that belief is uniting Christians around the world moment, moment by moment, week by week. And you want to do the same thing in your business is when you're speaking at a belief level, like we just talked about mission theory because you have clarity on that. You're speaking mm-hmm. at a belief level and a mission level. It's so profound, not just to find a community that you can speak to and that they can speak back to you, but building a community where they can speak to each other. And what happens when your audience starts speaking to your audience is your mission becomes the centerpiece rather than you. And again, it it reflects this mission being bigger than yourself. And it really starts to build a movement. And it has an incredibly profound impact on your sales because you're building relationships in this community. And everybody knows that before any sale happens, that a relationship is the necessary step before that. And so it's an incredibly powerful asset to have a community of people who are passionate about what you're doing. They become your brand ambassadors. They start sending you referrals. They're excited. They give great feedback. There's a lot of great things that come from building a raving community. Um, yeah. The other one that I use besides Facebook, um, my Facebook group is a CRM, which stands for Customer Relationship Management. And it's basically mm-hmm. a software where it's having the content information of my audience outside of Facebook. Because as I said, tactics come and go, platforms come and go. The principle of relationship is never going to go away. And so I want to make yeah. sure if Facebook were to shut down my account or if you know Facebook fades into uh, the, the uh, you know, digital space and becomes irrelevant, I still have a way to say contest to my target audience. And I also still have a way of reaching them where they prefer to be reached, whether that's over texting or emailing. Um, And so it also allows me to follow up with my target audience in a systematic way. Um, So Sarah, I'm actually on your email list. And so I get get all of your emails and they're absolutely fantastic, by the way. But you you wouldn't be able to manually send me an email every week. That no. just would not be possible. My as, goodness. You know, no. <laughs> as, your, as your business grows, uh, your systems have to grow with it, right? Yeah. So when people are opting into your valuable resources and they're starting to engage with your content, you want to have a way of making sure that you're reaching them where they're at in a systematic way and pointing them to the next step. So when mm-hmm. people use my valuable resources, so for example, people who take my assessment that I was telling about earlier, mm-hmm. after my assessment, I know this is a really qualified lead for my products and services. I, I offer group coaching and um, it allows me to see exactly where, where they are in their business and therefore if I can help them and how I can help them best. And so I actually offer them a 30-minute free coaching call to they take the assessment. Because uh, typically only serious people are willing to spend the time to answer 25 deep questions yeah. about business. And so 
But I have a systematic way. As soon as they take the assessment, it sends them a text offering that free coaching call. It also sends them an email with their assessment results um, and follows up with them automatically. Right? So all this is happening automatically. So then I, all I have to do is go inside of my CRM, see the people who are responding to my emails and texts, and then I can take up the relationship manually from there once mm-hmm. see that they're ready for that next step. Right. And yeah. so if community is, is the way that you're systematically building relationships, people in a loving way, in a systematic way so that people aren't falling to the cracks and your mission again remains bigger than just you. Yeah. And being able to automate certain parts of that is 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 very important for right. that growth the growth arm of this of your business mission because there's only so much that you can do like you're saying kind of one-to-one and by yourself and at some point you're going to reach a tipping point where you have to have automations or you're just going to either lose track or spend all of your time doing this to the point where you can't actually do anything else in your business (laughs) i'm laughing because that's so relatable because that's where i started when i felt flat on my face i I told you when i first started marketing yeah I was trying to manually keep track of relationships and it's just like not possible. Like maybe you can keep track of like, keep up with 30 people or 40 people, 50 people if you're amazing and, and, and think and like, yeah. but like you reach a point very quickly in business where you need automations and you need systems. Mm-hmm. Again, again, it's not unloving to make sure that people aren't falling through the cracks, unloving to be systematic in a way that you're not being burnt, that you're not burning out in your business, right? It's not loving to you or to anyone to burn out in your business. Um, and so mm-hmm. systems and automations are, are so, so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I could talk about that all day as well. I'm just, I love learning about all the systems that I have and how how well they work and what they're all used for. Um, yes, I love the idea of community. It's so powerful. And I was just going to say one more thing before we move on to the next step as well, because you can really tell the difference between a community that is united around that mission compared to communities that are maybe not as like tight knit because like there are some Facebook groups that I'm in and it it feels different <laughs> to just be in that group because you know you first of all you know why you're in that group like that group has a purpose and so if you go to that group you're like okay I know what I'm here for I know what I can post about I know what people are gonna you know share with me about and it just feels different everybody's just excited about about that one or two central things um because the person that has founded that community has put a lot of effort into like curating that experience and making it somewhere that people want to spend their time. And so that's really something just to to know if you're developing your own community to like, you want people to want to spend time there. So that everything that you do to build that community should be helping people enjoy their time there to feel like they belong and that they're part of that space and that they can just come and hang out as if it's friends. And it's obviously not quite that same. We're digital. We don't see each other face to face. It's not quite the same. But you want to create as close to that experience as you can in the digital world, really. People can feel when the primary motivation is for your group to just be a pitch fest for your products yeah. and services. <laughs> feel when your mission is just similar products and services. Again, it doesn't include them. It's just about you. Um, mm-hmm. it's a pitch fest. People see that. They pick up on that very quickly. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's a place of service. It's a place of, to genuinely connect with people. And again, I, I find that nine out of 10 entrepreneurs I work with who are purpose-driven, they're serving a target audience that is experiencing pain that they themselves once experienced. And yeah. so they know what it like. So there's a natural level of empathy there, which allows you to genuinely want to connect with these people and genuinely want to help these people 
feel that. They feel that in the interaction. They feel that in the community. And again, every corporation is going to try to fix that. The people are smart. They know why you're there. They know what you're there for. It's just a pitch fest for your products and services. And don't get me wrong. Products and services are part of your brand. It's part of your mission, Mm -hmm. not the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Step step four now. (laughs) Yes, I think so. What's the next step in our journey? Step four is sustainable sales systems. So um, we talked about step one, having clarity inwardly. Step two, redemptive content, sharing your your mission outwardly. Step three, community and relationships. Step four, the sales piece is a very natural process when you've been doing these other steps. When you've been leading people towards the next step, toward their desired result, in your content and in your community, when it's time, when the next step for them is your product or service, it's a very natural and unicky, weird way of doing business because you've been doing this all along. It's mm-hmm. just lead them to the next step for the people who are ready for your product or service. Um, and you position your product or service to align to help your target audience do the actions, the objective action steps that we talked about in Mission Clarity, mm-hmm. right? And so it is necessarily helpful for the people who are in your target audience. And again, you're, you're leading people towards a next um, natural step. And so uh, sales are, yeah, I, th- I think the biggest bottleneck for people, um, I have something called the missional funnel. And it's this idea of first thing you have to do in, in your funnel as you're cultivating sales is, is have the attention of your target audience. Mm-hmm. And then after you have their attention, then you can offer value, right? Which is your redemptive content. And then yeah. after you offer your redemptive content, then you can build a relationship, right? Which we talked about in Raven Community, building those relationships. And then after the relationship, then comes the sale, right? But I found what most people struggle with is actually the very top part of the funnel. It's targeted attention. Most mm. people, is their bottom line. It's getting the attention of the target audience. How do I do that? I don't have thousands, thousands of dollars to spend on ads to find, you know, to tweet yeah. for the Facebook algorithm. And I don't have this magical list that just dropped in my lap. People wouldn't buy my products and services. And I feel misaligned doing the organic approach where I'm just friending a bunch of people and inviting them to my group or sending out a bunch of cold outreach messages. So what does it look like? What does it look like to... Um, to get the attention of my target audience in a loving way. And what I have found, I genuinely believe this is the most under-leveraged and underappreciated marketing channel in the world. And this is exactly how I um, made six figures in my previous business to something I call mission partners. Mm. This idea that you don't own your audience. They already exist in other places and spaces. They're shopping at other businesses and so how can we see that reality as an opportunity rather than a liability? Because a lot of people, once mm-hmm. they get clarity on their mission, they feel like they need to protect it and keep everybody outside. Like, this is mine. This is where I exist. This is who I am. And everybody else stay out, right? Especially other yes. business, right? It's very easy to fall into that. I, that was me for quite some time, just like very afraid of, or fe- I felt very like, um, what's the right word for it? Not quite. I felt threatened, I guess is maybe the right word. When I would see someone doing something kind of similar to me, I'd be like, 
they're going to steal all of my stuff. Like this is this is me down downhill, never going to make a sale again. Like, no. but no, you're right. Seeing that as an opportunity. I love that perspective shift. It's so important. <laughs> and so I, I've broken that mission partner process down to really three super simple steps. And so the first step is asking yourself, where is my target audience already hanging out? Who are they listening to? What are they reading? And then asking your, the, where are they, what are they buying? Right. And then asking yourself, who owns those places and spaces? And again, how can I see those people have this level of authority and influence with my target audience already? How can I see that as, as an opportunity rather than liability? So those are your potential mission partners. That's the first step is finding those potential people. Mm-hmm. And I will say, Sarah, you may have struggled with this in the past, but me being on this podcast right now is a testimony to the abundance mindset that you have to, to open up your podcast for me to come and speak says mm-hmm. a lot and it means a lot that you're willing to share your space, to share the influence that you have in this industry, the credibility and authority that you have in this industry with someone like me who also serves Christian entrepreneurs. It says a lot uh, coming from you. And so um, you, I see Sarah, are a mission partner to me. I see see us as mission partners. We're on this very similar track of serving Christian entrepreneurs um, in a sustainable way. And so... um, the way that I like to form these, what I call value propositions to your mission partners, and there's typically two ways of doing that. Uh, actually, there's, there's hundreds of different ways doing the kind of two categories. The first is um, content-based propositions. Um, and so you, you kind of have to understand that every mission partner, or if you choose to see them as competitors, every business is trying to do the same thing as you. They're trying to serve their audience and make money, right? That's the two things that they want. So there's two value propositions you can come in and say, hey, I can help you with one or both of those things. Yeah. So Sarah, my value proposition to you is, is coming to you and saying, hey, I can serve your audience because these are my strengths, right? Mm-hmm. These, this framework that I'm sharing, I've been through this. I made that massive yeah. gift. I know what this is like. I'm, I'm preaching what I'm teaching. And, and so- I'm sorry. I'm doing. Am I? Is that? Did I say that right? I'm doing what I'm preaching. Whatever. You're living out what you're preaching. Yeah. 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 Um, it's but the really cool thing is we also have unique talents. We have unique strengths mm-hmm. and unique weaknesses. And it's finding people who overlap in such a way where um, your strengths can overlap with my weaknesses and mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, and that's a value proposition. Saying, hey, I can serve your audience with my strength here. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the second way is, is putting your your creating your value proposition, and so it could be a content based proposition like um, doing guest blog posts or being a guest on podcasts or doing a Facebook group interview. Um, all different kinds of things like that would be a content based value proposition. Mm. A much based value proposition is I think your your current students, your past students, or anyone who's been used your product or service before are great potential. Um, money-based value propositions is basically affiliates and commission level partners where you're incentivizing people who experienced the goodness that comes from your products and services and saying, hey, if you refer anyone to me, I'd be happy to pay you X percent, Mm -hmm. anything that comes from them. Um, And so 
again, that's another type of partnership. And there's a lot of ways to combine those two between the, the money-based and the content-based. I mean, I've just grown my business. You know, I think when, you, when you're willing to share your story, you would be, you'll be surprised by the amount of people who are removed by that story and willing to provide the space for you to share it. It's opened yeah. up so many different doors for me personally, um, just to share sure. my story vulnerably, to share the truth that I've learned openly, you know, not holding it tight, you know, tight knuckle, yeah. um, not willing to share with anyone else, but just really being open. I think when you find two people who are willing to be open about the information, being willing to be open about stories and what's working in this industry, you're going to find people, you're going to find a mission partnership there. Yeah. And, and it's like you're saying, it's it's coming at it from that perspective of partnership and helpfulness, right? The, 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 it's like, how can I help your audience? How can you help my audience? And that's like, for me, that was like understanding that shift is why I'm now in the place that I'm at where I'm seeing all of these opportunities rather than feeling afraid for things because it's like, okay, we are the same. We're pretty similar, but it's like you're saying, there are, there's that overlap. There's ways that I have strengths that you don't and I can share those strengths and there's ways that you have strengths that I don't and you can share that. And it's, and, and that's what opens the doors to, like you're saying, all the things are also connected. It opens to better relationships. You can build your communities that way. You can, you can make the sales and actually start that financial process that way too. But there's so much more that can go through the, through this partnership than just, just the money and just the profit. Because like, like you say, it's that foundation of helpfulness and service. That, yeah. Well, when targeted attention is no longer your bottleneck and you're using mission partners, you're finding that you're able to put the value that you offer into a lot more people's hands. When you put mm. the value into other people's hands, you're initiating relationships and you're opening mm. the door to relationships. And when you open the door to more relationships, you inevitably open the door to more sales. That's yeah. the mission. And, and the cool thing is when you open the door to more sales, you actually can convert the people who are your clients back into mission partners. And so it's the self-fulfilling cycle, cycle, right? That continues Mm -hmm. to grow and grow. I love that. That's great. All right, let's wrap this up. What's the last step in this journey here? Yeah, so last step is something I'm really passionate about because I think you can do mission clarity, redemptive content, rating community, sustainable sales really, really well and still fail long-term if you don't have leadership. I think leadership is so important from a a standpoint of leading yourself and Mm. making sure that you are aligned to the business mission and your life purpose. And also making sure that you are empowering others, especially your team, to be in alignment with your business mission long term. Because mission drift is real and it's almost inevitable. You're inevitably going to drift unless you're intentionally holding true to your initial vision. And so as CEOs, there's an elevation process that happens when you see yourself as the primary, as your primary responsibility to uh, develop and protect your vision. And so one of the things that we teach the last step um, of leadership is I, this idea of creating self-leadership rhythms. What does it look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? What does that look like, a holistic approach to me staying true to my life purpose? What do I need to be doing on a habitual routine 
basis to make sure that I'm emotionally healthy, that I can continue running this business, that I'm physically healthy to be able to continue to run this business, that I'm spiritually healthy to be able to continue to run this business in alignment with my mission. What are those things that I need to do? We actually map that out and then we hold people accountable to those things. And then the, the second part is the team leadership is what does it look like for me as I grow in this CEO role? What does it look like to empower my team members to do the same thing for themselves, to make sure that they're not burned out, to make sure mm. that they're empowered to stay true to the business mission because they're representing the brand when they're talking to customers, um, when they're creating content, when they're managing the community, um, they're representing the brand. So they have to also remain in alignment with the mission. So how do I empower them to do that as well? I have them go through the same self-leadership rhythms. I ask them, you know, and I have them come up for themselves. What are those physical, emotional, spiritual, mental rhythms that they need to do to stay true to the mission? And then um, the last part of that is um, something that I've seen modeled a lot in the Christian entrepreneurs, uh, Christian entrepreneurship space, um, something that people call peer advisory groups. And it's this mm. idea of, of accountability. And I really like, I've, I've kind of added a few tweaks here and there. Um, to make to add a little bit more accountability, but it's this idea of there needs to be outside accountability, especially for us entrepreneurs who are starting out. We don't have a lot of people who understand what we're doing. Maybe yeah. my wife is an incredible support to me, but she doesn't understand as she's not an entrepreneur herself. Mm -hmm. She doesn't understand the ins and outs of entrepreneurship and, yeah. and all particular pitfalls. And even for me, you know, as someone, I'm constantly growing. So there's constantly uncharted territory ahead of me. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's really important to find people who are going to hold you accountable to your mission and hold you accountable to what you say you're going to do in your self-leadership rhythms and, and what you say your life purpose is. How do I make sure that I'm glorifying God and loving people for the next 40 years, right? And so mm -hmm. outward Outside accountability is so key. I think if I had that two years ago, I don't think I would have drifted at least nearly as far as I would have just from the yeah. people knowing what I was doing and how I was doing it. I think it would have been very beneficial for me to have that place. And so we help people. Um, we have a purposely on profit advisory board where basically every quarter, um, and it's mandatory, we schedule a call with you and we have the constant information for three trusted sources in your life. Could be a pastor, close friend, spouse. And we do a 30 minute deep dive into your business. We can ask you anything, we can ask you to screen share anything. We could ask you to bring a team member on. It's just a complete, just vulnerable place. It's not shared with anyone outside. But at the end of that call, we take our findings, we put it into a quarterly report and we send it to your trusted sources. And we say, hey, here's some areas where this entrepreneur could use your support because you're already doing life with them. You understand the context. You know, you understand how to approach them and how to intervene if necessary. Um, and so it's not necessarily, it basically being a data point, extra level of accountability and putting to the hands of the people that you trust who have influence, who are not scared to hold you accountable and to step into your life and be an encouragement. And so that's the last step of leadership. It looks like self-leadership. It looks like empowering your team. It looks like holding yourself, especially an entire team in general, accountable to the mission mm -hmm. long term. I love the sound of that. I don't, I'm just, I don't feel like I've heard of anyone else doing, having a system like that of actually just like that level of accountability is like a whole new level that I have never heard other people do. That's really cool. Yeah. And I, I found it's so necessary and I found out the hard way with my own personal experience, my own drifting. Uh, I don't think anyone is immune to drifting. And so we have to be 
really honest with ourselves about that and being willing to take steps in alignment with understanding that I need some outward support in this business if I'm going to be uh, successful in this for the next 40 years. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing those steps. Those are like, we, we covered so much detail here, but like there's so much good stuff to help people. Like if like, just do a bit of a self-assessment, like you're saying, and check, like, how are, how are you doing on all of these parts? Is your business actually lining up to these steps and following that, like, dual purpose of finding a way to serve people and love them well, but also have a business that is profitable? Because we need both aspects of that. Well, where could people go find you if they want to go into more of these things in more detail, if they want to work with you, all of that? Like, where can they find you? Yeah, well, going right alongside with what you're saying, um, I think one of the most helpful things for people who want to take that first step towards clarity of just having an honest snapshot of where they're at in their business right now with, with all things that we just talked about in light. It's a free assessment. I would love for people to be able to take that. Can we provide that link, Sarah? Yeah, absolutely. We can for sure. Yeah. So we'll provide that link. And then if you want to reach out to me personally, um, you can go to either our website, which is a purposebeyondprofit.com. Um, you can go to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash a purpose beyond profit. That's probably the two primary ways that interact with people. Perfect. Amazing. Yeah, we'll provide links for all of that so that people can just click a button and find it if they are interested. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this amazing knowledge, Jeremy. It's great. I always love having a conversation with you. So much fun. It is a lot of fun. I appreciate you a lot, Sarah. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's episode, if it blessed you or encouraged you in some way, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. This is the only way I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, I love getting to hear from you and every message brings me so much joy. If you want to master your messaging, serve your audience well, and start thriving in your business, you're invited to my Facebook community, Authentic Christian Entrepreneurs. Come and hang out with us as we all work together to create marketing plans that honor God and make us money. Head to sarahbeisel.com community to join. And if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to sarahbeisel.com slash workwithme to learn about my coaching, courses, and program. See you next time.